You're listening to the Before Midnight Podcast with your host, Felicia and Jessica. Grab your Bible and a cup of something warm. We're going to chat about making the most of the magically transformed lives we've been given. Welcome back to the podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us for our What's Love Got to Do With It series leading up to Valentine's Day. And this week we're talking about what love has to do with marriage. I am so excited. We haven't done a marriage episode since our first episode, which if you haven't seen it, you can go check it out. Yes. But that's um, right. Like my one of my favorite things to talk about is marriage. Um really? so I'm yeah. Okay. Um, I wanted to be a marriage counselor, which I might have mentioned right. on here before. So I'm not an expert at all, but I love talking <laughs> about it and we've learned a little bit, you know, Been in the last for a few years. <laughs> I'm coming up with my five year anniversary. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So Wow. It's been five years of experience and you learn some stuff along the way. (laughs) That's really the best way to learn. Yeah. I mean, I think you should learn as much as you can before you get married. Very true. (laughs) But you will learn the most through experience for sure. Mm -hmm. And on this series, last week we talked about kind of that vertical relationship with God and understanding his love for us has nothing to do with our actions, how we act, how we interact with the world around us. That vertical relationship with him and his love for us does not change. Mm -hmm. And so if you haven't seen that, I highly, highly recommend you go and check it out because it really is the foundation for everything that we're talking about in this series. If that aspect is not understood, then none of the rest is really going to work out or make sense. Mm -hmm. And so just kind of recapping that one, there is nothing you can do to separate you from God's love. Absolutely nothing. And too often we attach our our struggles, our actions, our lack of church attendance, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever it may be, fill in the blank. And we think that it affects how God sees us. And that just simply isn't the case. However, does that mean that we can just act however we want and everything should just go fine? Not necessarily, because Mm -hmm. we live in a world full of people, and what we're going to start doing on this series is talk about our horizontal relationships with other people and with this world. Yeah. And because that is not necessarily unconditional, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, you're dealing with other people and situations, and sometimes we hurt them, sometimes they hurt us, and it gets messy. But as long as we have that anchor of God's love for us, then we can approach these other areas of our life with confidence. And so that's, including our marriage, which might be one of the most difficult ones to navigate of them all sometimes. Yeah, it's true. And it's, like you said, it's so important to have that vertical relationship set before you try to have a healthy relationship with other people. Um, I even think about like thinking that when you step into marriage, that person is going to fulfill your happiness or that they're going to be the one to bring you joy or bring you satisfaction. You know, you can feel that way with about a lot of things. But I think it really happens in marriage, you know, so and that'll be very unhealthy when you put that expectation. So just having that relationship with God where you have that fulfillment for his love and then that can be a healthy place to start from. And before you have like healthy relationships with other people. Yeah. Um, But yeah, there's so many ways that love can be expressed in marriage and our relationships. But there was a few that came to mind when I was thinking about this topic. Um, And the first one is that love is a choice. When we start to date somebody, it can be very exciting, right? And you kind of have rose-colored glasses. And there's this feeling of 
excitement and this person's a mystery and you haven't gone on dates with them before and you're excited to get to know about them. So there's this feeling that comes along with meeting somebody and starting that relationship with them. And then a lot of times when people get married, they expect that that's going to continue on and that's going to be the strength in their relationship. But then you realize that when life comes, you know, and you're doing the day-to-day with somebody, those feelings aren't always present, you know? And I, I do get excited, like, still, especially when Brian goes on a trip. I look forward so much to him coming back and even the day-to-day, you know, we, we work at the same place, but we don't see each other during work. And so I get excited for him to come home, you know? So I'm not saying, oh, once you get married, you're not, you don't want to hang out with them, but there's just this difference, you know, the feelings of the original part of the relationship start to fade. And that's when it's really important to realize that love needs to be a choice, you know, not just a feeling. Um, and I had a high school teacher And he was also a marriage counselor. And he really emphasized that whenever him and his wife would be in a weird place, you know, they had a fight before bed. One thing they would always make sure to do before they went to bed was to tell each other that they loved each other, you know? So just having that as a root and knowing that, okay, despite my frustration, despite the fact that, you know, this is not super an exciting day, like just knowing that loving somebody is a choice we realize this in other relationships and in other aspects of life right that you know loving something is not always a feeling and i think about if you have a new job and you're it's not just in just a job but a job that you're really excited about you know like my dream job would be interior decorating and if i ever got a job like that I would be so excited in the beginning and I would still love it and I would still appreciate the fact that I get to do that. But on a day to day, I'm sure there would be things that come up that are difficult and that I don't really, and that feeling might not always be there about because you're not always like picking out tiles and stuff in your job. There's parts of it that are more difficult. But another part that I think about that compares to this is Disney. (laughs) And like, you know, when you're a kid and you go to Disney for the first time. No, I never did. Oh, well, okay. When you're an adult and you went (laughs) to Disney for the first time. (laughs) Like there is that aspect of doing something for the first time Mm -hmm. that's really exciting. You're experiencing it for the first time. But as an adult, and this might not apply to everybody, but as an adult, I still love Disney so Mm -hmm. much. And it's different now, but it's almost better because instead of being a child that's really excited and seeing stuff for the first time, now I have this appreciation and there's all these memories that are tied into these events. So it's Mm -hmm. like, I still have an emotional reaction when I see, when I get to go on certain rides and I Mm -hmm. see things because there's like that, that depth there, right? Feels like you have a personal history with it. Like exactly. it's a part of you now. Yeah. yeah. So the whole thing about meeting someone for the first time, the same way that you feel in the beginning won't always be how you feel going into it years of being in marriage, but it develops and it actually becomes stronger, right? It's just mm-hmm. like you do have to make the choice to love and you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean not only does the emotion kind of fade you know and, and it can come and you can have it but again it's it's not that first you know honeymoon feeling mm-hmm. um but I do think also when you get married there are also things that can happen that can cause you to get frustrated mm-hmm. with the other person too and then that can steal away some of those 
um, feelings you could say or intentions to love the person. And Mm -hmm. I think sometimes it's just our own flesh. And then sometimes I think it's the enemy, but, um, I know for like me, like something that I didn't notice until of course, after we got married, (laughs) but something that Jeff would do is he would wash his hands and then not dry them. (laughs) Like ever. <laughs> that sounds terrible. How well, can he live that way? I don't know. <laughs> and, and so it would, I remember it bothered me so much. And like I would mention it and, you know, he would kind of do it and then he'd forget. And like it was really bothering me. And of course, I'm sure there were like a few other things. But for some reason, that's the one that like sticks in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was just getting so like frustrated at stuff. And, you know, not a lot, but just kind of getting frustrated. And I remember God kind of had to tell me one time, he's like, you know, I love him just the way he is. Mm. So I'd really like for you to as well. And that's kind of when it hit me. And I'm like, oh man, what am I doing? Like I'm acting like his mom or something like that. I mean, that's such a weird thing to like follow someone around and like critique everything about them. Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Can you, you know, do this? Don't do that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why would I why would I actually do that? It doesn't make any sense. And so I just decided, you know, like I'm not going to even think about these things anymore. Mm. And that's why that's the only one I can remember because I don't actually remember (laughs) any of the other things. But it's like there are so many opportunities to start seeing the things that maybe even you once thought were cute and start seeing them as annoyances and start getting annoyed by them. Because when you live close to someone, I mean, you're going to get annoyed, right? Mm -hmm. Like you live with roommates, you eventually find reasons to be annoyed at your roommates, right? Mm -hmm. And you get married, you're going to find reasons to get annoyed at your husband. And I've really just kind of learned to kind of like shift my perspective to like, why would I, why would I follow him around and just try to critique everything about him? Yeah. You know, it's like, you don't do that to a friend, you know, and you don't feel like you can truly be yourself around someone that's doing that to you mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. And so I think one way that you can really show love um, in your marriage and by making it a choice to do it in your marriage is to just give the other person the freedom to be themselves and to not feel yeah. like their growth is your responsibility mm. because yeah, it's that's not. That's so good. That's so good. And honestly, it kind of just makes me think of Disney again. <laughs> I'm like, so Disney, no. Every, just everything <laughs> is about Disney, right? But it makes, it kind of does. It's like, because you said that the longer you are with somebody or the longer you know them, it's easier to find the flaws. Yes. And it's like, <laughs> I think about it with Disney, it's because when you start going as an adult and you're going more often, it's like you get annoyed by things that you wouldn't have gotten annoyed with in the past because yeah. you were just so excited to be there. Yeah. But the longer the longer you're there, it's like, oh, you know, like why don't they have this food and like why are the crowds <laughs> and everything, which are valid points. The crowds are a valid complaint. Crowds but are yeah, intense. like the longer it's something to watch for. Like the longer you're with somebody and the more comfortable you get around them, it, it is easier to find the things that annoy you in them. Mm-hmm. But I am very curious about Jeff's not drying his hands off. Did we ever figure out what that I think he dries was? his hands now. I mean, <laughs> oh, I can, did we ever get to the bottom of this, though? His hands are very clean. But, yeah, just honestly, yeah, just... Ooh. See, that's, like, miserable to me. Like, the, I, I need my hands dry. It's, like, right when I wash them. So, I, I don't, don't know. know. It's a mystery. I don't know. But I can, tell, like, honestly tell you, like, I don't even know because I don't... <laughs> I don't look at it. Like, I don't even think about it. And I think, 
Like God really wants us to bring us to that place. Now, mm-hmm. I will say that if, you know, at the end of the day, we are best friends. Mm-hmm. And I know we'll probably get to this, but if there's something that I feel like I need to say to him, you know, as a friend, if I see the enemy trying to come in, or if I see him acting in a way that I know is not him, like we're supposed to be each other's best friends. We're supposed to look out for each other. For sure. And so it d- doesn't mean that there's not a time when you need to say something in private, of course, um, and kind of come alongside and be their friend. And that's really important. But Absolutely. that doesn't mean that we nitpick every exactly. little thing and allow those, or maybe we don't even nitpick. Maybe we just think about it and mm-hmm. we just get annoyed and yeah, annoyed, annoyed and annoyed. Asbestos. And then they do one thing and we're like, blah, blah, blah. and then they're like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> just standing there with white hands like, what did I do? What? <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so Yeah, that's not really good. good. That's really good. <laughs> so the next point um that came up to my mind (laughs) came into my mind is that love is sacrifice um that is another thing that love looks like in a marriage and i think about the verse and jesus tells husbands to lay down their life for their wife the way that he laid down his life for the church you know and there's a way that wives can do that as well um but I don't really have a super spiritual point in this, but I was just thinking about the day-to-day, you know, making sacrifices for your spouse or someone you're dating or your friend. You know, you can, a lot of these points can apply to other relationships in your life for the most part. Um, Maybe not the last point, but just making sacrifices (laughs) for people in your life. Um, Like I think of when I was single, I would just watch whatever I wanted to watch, you know? It's like you, you're you like, oh, what do I feel like? I, what am I in the mood for? Or when you're trying to pick out food, it's like, what, do, what am I in the mood for, right? But when, you be, when you're married, you have to think about the other person. And the other person should, of course, be doing that same thing for you. But there is an element of sacrifice in marriage. And it's not always the big things like laying down your life for them. But it can be in those little things of, I don't really feel like cleaning this up right now, but I know that they would appreciate it. So I'm going to do that, you know? Absolutely. And yeah, it's like that, that concept of sacrifice doesn't sound all that great, but I mean, I think this is the time when we really need to ask ourselves, what's the point of my marriage, right? Mm -hmm. Like, why did I get married? Was it just to fulfill my needs and to make myself feel special and loved? Mm. Because it's going to be a really difficult marriage if that's the case. But sometimes when it's when it's difficult or we're, we're having to sacrifice, we're having to do things, it's important to think back on like, what is the whole point of my marriage? Yes, you should be married to someone who loves you and treats you well and, you know, provides for you. And like, those mm-hmm. are all really important things. That's why it's important who you marry. Yes. But even when you marry the, you know, the person that God wants you to marry and they're an incredible person, there's going to be times when it's going to be discouraging. And I think just kind of thinking back to that, kind of like, why am I having to sacrifice so much? Well, what's the point of my marriage? You know, the point is to serve the other person truly. And again, going back to last week's episode, if we truly understand how much God loves us and when we're full of that and grounded in that, it's going to be so easy for that love to overflow and go into the other person for us to serve. We're going to look for ways to serve and to sacrifice for the other person. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you mentioned how God has kind of charged the men to lay down their life for their wife, like Mm -hmm. Christ 
did for the church. That's a very lofty thing to expect out of someone. Like, that's huge. Mm -hmm. And what he asks of us in return is to respect our husbands. And for me personally, I feel like that's kind of the thing that is really the sacrifice of a woman to her husband. Because we love to control things, right? Like, we love control. We want to fit everything into our little box so that we know that we have control over it and we can do what we we need to and we won't be left alone and everything will be fine because we're in control. And I think one way that we really sacrifice for our husband is to live a sacrificial life of respect. I'm going to respect you with my words, with my actions, you know. I, I wasn't given the the thing of laying down my, of course, you know, it's like we do in a sense lay down our lives, but I'm also not the man. And so it's like what I can give in return is that respect and exactly. that honor. And that's something that can feel very sacrificial, it can. but it's something that speaks so much to men. Like mm-hmm. they feel so loved when they're yeah. respected. And I think that's one of the greatest ways that we can show love to our husbands. Yeah. And it's funny because that's something that people talk about as a negative in the Christian, in Christianity, right? They're like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, wives having your respect their husband and but then submit. Yeah, submit. But Dirty it's like, word. <laughs> did we see the other part? Like men are told to literally lay down their life if need be, you know, in a, in a certain sense mm-hmm. for their wife. That is a huge sacrifice. And when we focus on both of those together and we realize that like laying down your life for your wife is, if that is being done, then you submitting to your husband is not going to seem like a like a nasty concept or a dirty concept, right? If your husband is loving you in the way that Jesus has commissioned him to, then you showing respect to your husband is going to come naturally. What happens when he's not loving you the way that he should? (laughs) We'll talk about that in another (laughs) episode when I'm prepared. (laughs) No, but I think that's a really good point is like so many of us are like, well, yeah, but I'm only doing this because he's like, he's got the problem. Like he's not treating me right. And you know, there's never an excuse for abuse or anything like that. And that needs to be made clear. Yeah. But a lot of times we just feel, we feel frustrated because we feel like we're not respected or, you know, we're not being valued or, or trusted or things like that. And I think that's when we really need to lean into our relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Because again, at the end of the day, I respect Jeff because I love him. And because, I mean, he is a man worthy of respect, like he truly is. But at the end of the day, I also do it or attempt, (laughs) I should say, to do it Mm -hmm. because I love God. Exactly. And that's my way of also loving God because this is the husband he gave me. This is the marriage that I'm called to steward. I'm only the wife to one person, right? And so at the end of the day, even if you feel like he doesn't deserve it, Mm -hmm. if there's like, if you're fighting, if there's struggles, if you don't feel maybe as valued as you should... There's, it's still a way that you can give praise and honor and love to God by actually respecting your husband, showing that respect, even when he doesn't deserve it. And just like it says in the word, you know, love um, never fails. Yeah. And that love can be what can break through some of the hardness of heart that they may be dealing with. Yeah, for sure. Like to your question, husbands are never going to always love their lives just like we're never gonna love them and (laughs) and we're never always gonna show them the like the right respect the level of respect every single time but when we focus on jesus as being the one who loves us so much and we focus on that it'll make it easier for us to fulfill 
the commission of God to respect them. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. You know, just like I was just talking about, about not nitpicking every little thing that they do that annoys you. Mm-hmm. It's also important to give grace to each other. Just yeah, like you sure. really want grace when you mess up and you are snooty and you don't do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, we want them to give us grace and be like, hey, I'm not perfect. Please give me grace. You know, it's like we need to be the first to extend grace as well to the other person and just be like, look, I get it. It's okay. I love you. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And that that can go so far in a marriage. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one of the big areas I think that we are called to show love in our marriages, um, that it kind of comes out either for better or worse, is the friendship aspect of our marriage. And mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of us actually think about it. It's like we know it, but do we actually think about the friendship that we're growing with the person? And I know for Jeff and I, um, we were friends for, gosh, like three years before we started dating. Yeah. Um, and we were like best friends for a little while. And I, I'm so grateful for that because it really set a foundation of friendship in our marriage. And because um, we were always like friends first. Mm-hmm. That was always just like the foundation. And I think that that's just something that's a little bit maybe overlooked in marriage because it like, is. oh, I have my friends and then I have my husband and it's mm-hmm. different. And we're more than friends. And it's like, of course you're more than friends. I hope you don't do those things with your friends. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, you're clearly more than friends. Yeah. But at the end of the day, kind of like what you're saying, the emotions go up and down. They fade. They come in. Life happens. The thing that's going to get you through is a foundation of friendship. I heard it said once, I don't know if it was in a movie or a quote, but it said, it's not about who you want to spend Friday night with, but it's also about who you want to spend all day Saturday with. And I think that's just a really good way of looking at it when it comes to like marriage and the person Mm -hmm. that you want to be with. Because I mean, at the end of the day, I can honestly say that Jeff is the person I like being with. Like we don't have to even be talking. We love watching YouTube and we love watching movies and hanging out. And it's just... He's just the person I want to be with, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, th- you really need that if you're going to be married to someone for the rest of your life. Absolutely. I Like you said, it definitely is overlooked. And it actually makes me think of... <laughs> In the office, when Michael was dating Jan, and he was like, I knew the, the best relationships start from friendships or something. <laughs> Do you remember when he says that? But they weren't friends. But they weren't friends. But that that's what makes it so funny. <laughs> I, it's completely random, but I just thought about that. All right. But anyway, um, something we kind of talked about in our first episode when we were talking about marriage is how when you're married to somebody, it's really easy to have stuff that each one of you enjoys and you do that separately and I'm not saying that that's bad like that's probably healthy to a certain extent but when you have stuff that you can do together that you love that is going to build that friendship like making an intentional decision to find things that you can do together that you love like watching YouTube videos or something because we're so original (laughs) well anything like that because friends that's what they do I mean people who become friends it's because they find that they have stuff in common Mm -hmm. and they can bond over it so you know just realizing that in marriage sometimes stuff doesn't have to be so serious like you can laugh with them you you can go out and do something that you love together um but then another thing in friendship that i was thinking about is the element of being able to be transparent with that person um because if you're friends with somebody and you're never able to be yourself with them you're never able to talk about your fears or what you love or you know your shortcomings 
you're not going to have much of that relationship there. It's not going to have roots, you know? So another element is just being able to be transparent with your spouse and talk about things that are difficult, but talk about, you know, be able to joke with them, be able to be goofy with them. And I think that's really a great thing as like you and Jeff starting out as friends is because you were probably very real with each other before you started dating. Like you knew about him, you knew his goofy sides, his shortcomings, whatever. And he knew the same about you. And it's like, mm-hmm. when you started dating, you already had so much of that friendship there. Can I know? say that that is what made it really scary mm. to date him is that yeah. when I dated other guys and it didn't work out, it was kind of like, okay, well, they didn't really get to know the real me, right? Cause we were just dating and um, it was just beginning. Mm-hmm. But when Jeff wanted to date me, it was terrifying mm. because he knew the real me, you know, in a way that none of the other guys did. And so if we started dating and then it didn't work out, I would have felt like the real me, who I was, was being rejected. And that was really, really scary because I don't feel like that was ever on the table before in my past relationships. Yeah. And so it was really terrifying. But I will say that if if you can't get to that point with someone, if you can't truly be yourself and expose those parts of your heart to that person, then you're never truly going to have a friendship with them because like yeah. you said, it's transparency. Exactly. You have to be transparent with the other person or there won't be a friendship and then there's not going to be much to get you through the years. Exactly. Or the other element that you mentioned of just being able to sit and hang out with them. Like you should be able to actually enjoy just the company of your spouse, you mm-hmm. know, and appreciate that and just being able to sit and hang out together. Like that's a beautiful element of marriage is having a friend that you can be yourself with. You can spend the Saturday with the and the Friday night, you know? Yeah. Yeah, both. Both, both preferably. <laughs> but yeah, even even doing things that the other person loves. I know you already talked about that, but yeah. kind of finding ways to do things that they love so that you can kind of be a part of that as well. Mm-hmm. And then inviting them into the parts of your heart and your life that you like. Because sometimes it can be, it's easy to kind of want to be like, oh, well, I want to be a part of this part of your life, so I'm going to jump in and and stuff. But it's actually kind of harder to maybe let them into some of the parts of your yeah. life that you're like, whoa, wait a second, I have this figured out, and mm-hmm. I like it this way, and I like to do that. And so kind of also the flip side of that is being open to them kind of coming into these parts of your life. Because if you keep them out, then that's just another way that the enemy can use to bring division. And like you said, it doesn't mean that there aren't things that you do love. Like I have lots of shows that I love mm-hmm. that I don't watch with Jeff and I don't yeah. intend to because they're just not his you taste. Know he's not and his taste. I yeah. like and I like them and I like watching them and I don't need him to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. But then there are other areas in my life that I, I welcome him in, like this podcast. I mean he helps mm-hmm. out a lot on this podcast and stuff. And a part of me gets nervous about that sometimes because I'm like, well what if what I'm doing is wrong or what if it's embarrassing and all these things. But it's like, no, when we do it together, it makes it so much more of a bonding experience. And now instead of it being like, oh, the thing that Jessica does, it's like, it is still my thing. He's clearly not, you know, sitting right here, but he's still a part of it. And it's a way that we support and encourage each Mm, other in our dreams and in the things that we're passionate about. There isn't anything that's, you know, dark and under the bed and, you know, a secret from Mm -hmm. each other. It's just, you know, we support each other and we're there for each other. Yeah. When you mentioned the stuff that you watch that he's not into, (laughs) that is a big element for me and Brian too, because, um, we all have very different tastes, but the point in me saying that is that the movies that I like 
like rom-coms and stuff like that so kind of you know just silly like i like comedy stuff i like stuff that's not super serious and dark um i used to be embarrassed like brian would come downstairs during a movie he's never seen and i would pause it and i'd be like i don't want you to watch this and (laughs) it seems kind of silly but i realized that 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 shouldn't be that way right like i shouldn't be embarrassed to like what i like around brian Mm -hmm. and i think that's something that grows as you're married it's like yeah Brian's like, you like that stuff. I still love you. Like, yeah, I think it's silly. And it's like stuff that he does. We should be able to be, again, transparent with that person about stuff that we like and we don't like. Because like that, that embarrassment is like you're trying to hide aspects of yourself, which is not going to grow the relationship, you know, yeah. even as shallow as like the movies you like, you know? Oh, absolutely. And yeah. I mean, and yeah, I think we need to be transparent and be honest with, you, with each other and not pretend. Mm-hmm. But I also like, I've, I've been around people where I've said that like, like, you know, a song comes on and I'm like, oh, I love this song, you know, mm-hmm. and the person's like, oh, I just can't. I can't listen to it. It's just, I don't know how people can listen to it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe don't put each other's stuff I'm then down. sharing my heart with you right now. Yeah. And, you know, so it's like also kind of, sometimes I get a little too comfortable with Jeff and it's easy to kind of, like they share something that they love with you and then you're like, oh man, I just like hate when they do this or I hate this and I hate that about it. And then they're over there like, okay I'm yeah that's like just you know teaching them to okay next time I'm not gonna talk about this yeah, with them and exactly and I mean that's a good rule of thumb for like everyone you know mm-hmm. like I do try to try to do that more because it's hardest with the people that you're closest to because your guard comes down and you just feel so so normal with them and you feel like you can say anything and exactly. then and then you realize oh uh, maybe I shouldn't have said that you know mm-hmm. and so it's like kind of building that friendship where you are open and transparent but then also kind of trying to think through like okay I also want to be kind and I want to encourage exactly. them and I want to build a healthy friendship and like I, mm-hmm. I don't want them to do this to me and kind of a thing and just yeah. kind of being supportive of exactly. the other person yeah for sure thank you so much for tuning in if you enjoyed this episode then be sure and like it and subscribe to the podcast for part two of how to show love in marriage, which is coming at you next week. And make sure to check us out on Instagram and Facebook if you haven't, and we'll see you next week.